What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. The answer that is coming to my heart is there is a big difference between what's new and what's rare. Mm. And what is new is purposeful companies. What is new is this laser focus on diversity. What is new is working in underprivileged served areas. And what is rare is a company that's been doing that for 25 years. (laughs) You're listening to What I Know. I'm Christine Legorio-Chafkin. Today's episode, Exceed Your Own Abilities. We have a special interview this week, which I taped in our podcasting booth at our Inc. 5000 conference in Phoenix, Arizona. And it was with a woman whose company has done something really, really rare. Her pinnacle group has appeared on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies in the United States 13 times. Her name is Nina Vaca, and she is the chairperson and CEO of Pinnacle Group, which was named the fastest-growing woman-owned business in the United States by the Women's President's Organization in 2015, when her company crossed a billion dollars in revenue. And again in 2018. Pinnacle is an IT and staffing firm based in Dallas, and Nina is celebrating 25 years running it. Yes, that means that Nina founded it 25 years ago, when she was just out of college, with just $300 in her pocket. But she had been schooled in entrepreneurship by her family, which emigrated from Ecuador when she was little. When you grow up with immigrant parents and in a family-owned business and you start working at the age of 10, you don't realize it, but you are bathing in the entrepreneurship pool every single day. Every part of you, who you are, how you behave, your mindset, it's all entrepreneurial. And so I would argue that I didn't know any better. Amazing. And and so what was what was the seeds of the Pinnacle Group? Where did it come from for you? The seeds to get into the technology industry began actually uh, in my father's business. I saw a dumb terminal. If we remember back then in the late 80s, this is pre-internet. I'm aging myself a little bit. but um, (laughs) I saw a computer. And I saw the change that it that it took a manual process by adding this dumb terminal to the business. It just completely changed the business. And so I was curious. And for me, this is why I'm so passionate about getting awareness to the next generation of young women, of young boys and girls. Get them curious about technology, very curious, because that curiosity took me out of college. And I immediately, I was just, I was curious about the technology industry. And of course, the rest is history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's even beyond the curiosity. There's that the realization that you can make those changes, that you can build things. Um, There's so much engineering now in education of all levels. But do you think that there is enough actually encouraging women in particular to become entrepreneurs, to start something themselves? I think that we've moved the needle. I want to say that I'm happy but not satisfied because there has been a 
huge promotion of STEM, huge promotion of female entrepreneurship, but I still think we have a long way to go. We've moved the needle, yes, and for that, I am so proud. But um, I never get mad at the statistics. I get motivated. That's great. I want to talk to you more about that in just a moment, but take me back in time once again to the early years of Pinnacle Group and tell me what was sort of the biggest challenge you had in the first, say, two to four years of building it. Um, What did you encounter um, and how did you solve it? Well, let me just say that it took, we are today celebrating our 25-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It only took us 25 years to become an overnight sensation. (laughs) So I'm going to take you back to me as a young college graduate, two years out of school, curious about technology with an entrepreneurial background, with the confidence the size of this room. And I just felt like I found a niche in the marketplace and I just needed to fill it. So I was very passionate, but I didn't really know this, but I had everything working against me. I had never been in the IT industry. I was young. I didn't have any networks. I'd moved to Dallas, Texas, where I knew no one. I knew one person and I had no connections, no networks, no know-how. I literally started from the ground up. So I like to say I had almost everything you can think of against me. But Uh, you didn't know it at the time, maybe, right? I didn't know it because I was confident in my abilities and I was confident in the need in the marketplace. What I started to see, this is now right when the World Wide Web at the time we called it, but this is when big companies and gaining that awareness is something I'm so appreciative of. But learning, I started my career in New York and saw that big companies were investing big, big dollars in IT labor. They were moving away from the mainframe into the Unix box at the time. This Mm. is Mm pre-Microsoft. And so like a good entrepreneur, like I was taught to see an opportunity where others may not. And so I took all of it, the curiosity, the entrepreneurship background, the confidence in in the marketplace, and um, blessed to be in the service industry, and the rest is history. Amazing. What was your learning curve in terms of leadership? You've founded the company on your own, and you have led it this entire time. How did you learn to be a great CEO alongside running a business. I mean, just the nuts and bolts of the business every day. There's a, there are two different skill sets. Absolutely. And, you you know, operator versus leader. Yes, yes. Op- manager versus leader. Leadership is something I have been very, very passionate about my entire life. And I can tell you, it's not like one day I woke up and I'm a leader. It's not like mm-hmm. I went to a course and I'm a leader. It's something that I've worked on every day, every single hour, every day in the business decisions that I've made every year. It is something that you nurture, you feed every single year, and it starts with a learning mindset. What advice would you have for a leader today who's just starting out in terms of either adopting that mindset or as specific tools to use to grow it? Well, first I would start with the learning mindset, knowing and understanding that everybody has the next level. For me, leadership is all about service. I was elected into my first role when I was 17 years old. Wow. And so the trust that people need to have in you and the mindset that you're a leader is there to serve. And if you're focused on putting people first, and believe it or not, if you focus on putting people first and yourself last and you have that servant mentality, the success just comes. You don't focus on the success. You focus on the people. Because in building a business— 
A business is built by people. And so I'm really good at taking care of people. I love people. I respect people. I tell them they don't work for me. They work with me. I love taking care of them and I love serving them. That has served as excellent tenants to my leadership journey. And you have a very successful business. Um, You have been awarded more things than I can possibly (laughs) name or even count. You have honorary degrees, and Pinnacle has been on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest-growing companies in America some 13 times. Am I even? <laughs> I don't even know that that is possible, um, considering that the growth rate gets harder and harder to attain as you grow. Are you going to take it public? You never, ever want to say never, mm-hmm. um, but I don't have plans to take it public, and yeah. I'll tell you why. Because one of the things I learned in my entrepreneurship journey is it used to be about the revenue. It used to be about going from a local firm to a regional firm to a national firm to a global firm. We have a footprint in 10 countries, by the way. And in the next five years, we have another 10 that we're going to be expanding into. And for me, it used to be about revenue, about growth. And one of the recognitions and, and the really big turning points that I've had in my personal leadership journey is it's about purpose. Pinnacle Group, you can read it on our website. Our purpose is to connect people to opportunity. And so for me, the business growth is a conduit to just that. I need to continue doing that. That is the true legacy is connecting people to opportunity, whether it's putting people in a job, which is what we do. We put IT people to work in some of the largest companies in the world or inviting them to grow into an entrepreneur environment, which people, I have watched people raise their families and grow their careers and level up and lean in, or whether in the community, we connect people to opportunity. I am here today speaking at the conference so I can share my experiences. I was just teaching them about how to get visibility for free. And so I am living out my purpose today. This is why I love to spend time here because my purpose is to improve lives through entrepreneurship and Pinnacles is to connect them with opportunity. When we come back, I'll ask Nina what she has seen change in entrepreneurship over the past two decades. But first, a quick break. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. You have an interesting um, and I think kind of a little unique perspective on the world of entrepreneurship. Being in a company that's been fast growing itself while servicing other companies, other entrepreneurial endeavors, all over the country and world now. Tell me, the last 20 years, what has changed in entrepreneurship and what has changed about culture surrounding starting a company? I think the perception for one has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what, what other, if you put on that like bird's eye view kind of cap, what have you seen change? You know, that's interesting that you asked me that question because the answer that that is coming to my heart is, there is a big difference between what's new and what's rare. Mm. And what is new is purposeful companies. What is new is this laser focus on diversity. What is new is working in underprivileged served areas. And what is rare 
is a company that's been doing that for 25 yeah, years. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, that's fantastic. Let's get back to the what we started to discuss before, which is that so much has changed for women over the past decades right. in the workplace. Uh, I say in the workplace. I'd, I'm not fully convinced that it has changed that much for women who found companies. If you look at the numbers of venture capital that flows to female founders, yeah. That has moved a little bit, but not when you consider solo female founders. It has not moved. I suspect there are other things that have not moved. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me what thoughts that brings up for you, and if you have any ideas, we can change that in the future. Well, you know, we won't change the world with our words. We'll change it with our actions. And so I this is the part where I don't get mad, but I do get motivated, and I do spend my personal platform, my time, speaking to entrepreneurs and helping them grow, uh, creating platforms and creating opportunities. You're absolutely right. The statistics will show you that women of color are actually the most entrepreneurial in the marketplace. Um, And the most successful, right, right. of entrepreneurial. Yes. Yes. So what you've seen in the United States of America is that small businesses have always been an engine that has fueled this economy. And when you peel back the onion, women largely open more businesses than their men counterparts. And women of color, the entrepreneurship mindset is through the roof, particularly in the immigrant community, Mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. But here's where the challenge is. It's not in starting the business. It's in scaling the business. Yes. And so what I try to do is I zero in when I'm on panels, when I'm speaking, I zero into actionable advice on scaling a business. Like, Scale is where we really need to make the investment and help women understand how to scale the business. And the number one change, believe it or not, has to happen in the CEO herself. Yeah, that's interesting. And what, I mean, I know every business is different. Every situation is different. Is there one piece of advice you give often in terms of that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the ability to know your strengths and double down on those And it sounds like a cliche. You've heard it a thousand times. Oh, surround yourself by people that are smarter than you. No, like I really mean it. Yeah. And people who have different strengths than you too that can fill in your gaps, right? Yes. Yes. And to have the confidence to do that. I have seen so many companies only rise to the, the potential of the CEO, the CEO, the chief executive officer, the TFO, whatever you want to call her, the freaking owner, whatever you want to call her. Her ability to transform is the company's ability to flourish. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Nina, for being with me here today. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for having me. It's been just a wonderful conversation. And thank you for everything you do for women and for Inc. After speaking with Nina, what has stuck with me is that she really trailblazed a way to run her company with a focus on diversity and to help other companies grow in the same way by staffing them with the workforces they needed. And yet after 25 years of running her company, she's not stuck in some certain way of doing business. She's continuing to invest in other women founders and continuing to learn from the companies Pinnacle works with. She's also helping young women learn leadership skills including not to limit themselves and their companies to their own abilities. And that's something we can all learn from. What I Know is a production of Inc. Magazine. I'd love it if you could subscribe or follow us wherever you are listening. 
It'll help make sure you don't miss the next episodes of What I Know. Also, if you can spare a minute, we'd love it if you could leave us a review. You can also let us know what you think about our shows by dropping me a note at whatiknowatink.com. Or you can let me know on Twitter at Legorio. Our producer, who, like Nina, doesn't get mad, he gets motivated, is Joshua Christensen. Our associate producer is Blake Odom, and our editor is Nicholas Torres. I'm Christine Legorio-Chafkin. Thank you for listening to What I Know. 